Welcome to episode 65 of the Rex Chapman Show with my super dope homeboy from the Lextown, Josh Hopkins. Hello, Joshua. Hello, Rex Everett. How's it going? I'm pretty good, Billy Joe. Billy Joe Hopkins. William Joseph. Josh. Uh, yeah, how how are uh, things in Texas? No, well, I'll be uh, uh, getting uh, to Lexington soon for Thanksgiving. Are you going to Lexington? For Thanksgiving? I don't know. I hope to. Well, if that gives you any more motivation, I'm going okay. to be there. Okay. All right. Uh, episode 65, buddy. Do you know any yeah. 65s in sports? The 60s have been tough, haven't yeah. they? It's Bad not numbers. A lot of, I mean, yeah, not popular tough. numbers. It's not a basketball number at all. It's just not a, it's not, the 60s aren't that sexy sports numbers. Uh-huh. It's a lot of offensive linemen that were really good that we don't know their names. Yeah, now. that we don't respect enough. Right. 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 Uh, 65, did. I immediately go uh, Dr. J, Jason Kidd, 6'5". Yeah, that's where I would go, except I would and my thing. So about myself all the time, I would go Dr. J, me, because I'm a five. Yeah. Everybody's got their number. I'm a five. Yeah, one of our producers uh, chimed in with Russell Russell, Bill Russell, Bill Russell. That's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. That's good. Yeah, really, really excited here. Uh, Book club. Have you read anything this week? We like to, you know, do our book club each week. You read anything this week, Josh? Nope. What about you? Really excited. Uh, all week long, I, I would move my screen, but I don't want to mess it up. All week long, I've been watching. There, there's a huge billboard going up right across the street from where I live. And I've been watching. And there's going to be some print on there. Yeah. And and when the print goes up there, <laughs> I'm going to read it. So I haven't read anything yet. But when that billboard gets up there... Gonna read it. Haven't read anything this week. That's been book club. Okay. Uh, hey, hey, I don't want to yeah. dilly dally, please. No? I'm so excited about our guest. So let's 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 skip the uh, small talk, please. Today, Josh, I am pleased to present two-time NBA All Star, 1992-93 All NBA, 1991 number one overall NBA. NBA pick, 1991 Rookie of the Year, 1990 National Champion, the Naismith Award winner, the John Wooden Award winner. Please welcome Larry Demetric Johnson. Yo, you had to say my whole name. Uh huh. That's what we do. (laughs) That's what we do. My whole name. I could be (laughs) wanted for something. LJ, (laughs) I know you're not wanted for anything, man. LJ, thanks for doing this, bro. Thanks for having me, fellas. I appreciate it, man. Congratulations on all your success, too. Oh, man, I'm I'm so happy for you. I, you know, I don't know if people know we're old now. Um, I still, my, you, you might not know this. Well, we were teammates for a few months. Uh, I was traded your rookie year, um, and I loved every second of that. It was just amazing getting to know you and and uh, play alongside you, but. The first time I remember seeing you was I I was like I was I was in college, but barely. And I was at the USA trials 
And I I remember looking over on a side court and seeing Gerg, Tim Gergerich, over there with two or three young players that I had never seen but looked like, oh, my God, who are they? Turns out it was you, mm-hmm. Stacy Augman, and Greg Anthony. Okay. And I just remember going, why aren't these guys over here trying out with us? Y'all, you know, yeah. so – I, I just I go back to that and y'all couldn't have been more than 17, 18 years old. Um, so that was my first time seeing you. Do you remember the first time you saw me? Yes. Yes. I I, I think with Gerd, you know, Gerd, you know, you on LV, we, we get, get our little cheating in. So we was working <laughs> out what's supposed to be. So we were getting it in and you guys was doing y'all USA thing. Yep. And I you know Rex, you was big in college. So we like that's Rex Chapman right there. When it dunk white boy win a dunk contest, you know what I mean? Like, look, that's that's Rex right there. Uh I'll be darned. And okay, so I wanna I wanna ask this. Um you you you're down you're a Dallas kid. Mm-hmm. Um football in Dallas is is the thing. I mean, did you play? And if you didn't play, why didn't you play? I was quarterback my whole life, Rex. And I got uh, my freshman year in high school, I was on the freshman team in football, and I was on the varsity in basketball. And I got hit. I got one of them freshman hits. And I went right to the basketball court. Y'all can have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you was know, bigger than everybody, you know, up until that point. And then when he got I, to wondered, high school, I wondered about that because I loved playing football growing up. and okay. And I got to be about, you know, seventh eighth grade but i i was still like a little kid everybody was and i got hit like that and i remember thinking i was tough until then and then i realized oh i'm tough for basketball right. you know <laughs> I, I can fight anybody for three seconds in basketball until the refs break us up but this football y'all can have it yeah, yeah well i did the same thing yeah i did the same thing. i was old varsity in basketball anyway so it was the right move you, yeah, yeah. You, well it, if you went on let's say you didn't you didn't um, quit. What, what kind? If you look at the NFL today, what position do you think you'd play? Quarterback. All right, that's a it's a tough quarterback I to bring st- down. I would still sling it. Still yeah. six six though. Six seven, six six. Just never back- six seven, Rex. Never six seven. You know I was cheap. <laughs> I know. At the combine, I was six five and a half. How are you really? Wow. Yeah. When they wow. make you take your shoes off. I'm like, I, I, I tried bet. to bribe the guy, man. Can I keep my shoes on? But like, you know no. what? But you know what? We it wasn't we didn't think about it back then, but you know, the wingspan, everything, nobody challenged it because you played like a seven footer. <laughs> nobody <laughs> challenged how nobody really gave a shit how how tall Charles is my size, six, three and a half, four, six, yeah. four. Yeah. And I stepped out on the court with him. Y'all were like seven footers. You know, that's how big you appeared. And that's how big you played around the rim. It was just uh, funny. I, I remember people being like, no, he's not six, seven. He's not right. six, eight. He's six, five, six, six. And, but it didn't matter because you played so big. Man, when, I was in there. When did you, uh, Larry, when did you growing up sports, when did you realize you were just better? at, you know, certain things than the other kids. When did you first get that sort of confidence from was, being good in sports? It was pretty early, Rex. I want to say uh, maybe 14, uh, earlier than that, 12, you know, seventh grade. 
I was winning everything. Sixth, seventh grade, I was winning everything. I was pretty fast, tall, bigger than everybody. You and didn't lift though, did you? Or did no, you? No, no, no. I didn't start lifting until I got to college. That's them yeah. beans and rice. That's that good old Texas living, man. <laughs> That's them beans and rice. Dorothy Johnson. Siblings? So I have one sister. One sister, older sister. Did she play sports or anything? No. 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 It, everything was left up to me. Look, it, 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 Looking back, could she have? Good athlete? No. No, sis couldn't <laughs> do none of that. Sis <laughs> ain't have none of that. Uh, you know, I got to go – after we finished playing and everything, I was out in Denver for for several years in Denver's front office and got to work with Stacy Augman, okay, and one of my favorite guys. And I, I want to ask you though, how did Stacy how did Stacy convince you to transfer from JUCO to UNLV? Man, you, you you say you got to work with him, Rex. You got to know the dude don't talk at all. The dude at was all. just silent, not talking at all. And we was we made a couple of those junior Olympic teams. And we was roommates, and it was just by choice. We didn't ask to be. I was in junior college. He was redshirting the UNLV, and we made a junior Olympic team, and uh, Larry Brown put us in. And who was recruiting me at the time? Larry Brown was recruiting me, but he put me in the room with Stacy. Put me in the room with Stacy, and I got him to open up and talk. I'm like, man, what school you go to, man? Well, I go to Vegas. And I never heard of Vegas at the time. I started watching it then. Started watching it then. Then we switched numbers. I had the basketball number. The basketball office at UNLV, I would call and talk to him and be like, man, I'm coming. I'm coming. Coach Stark didn't, didn't – didn't, he said, no, nah, you're going to stay in Texas. I'm like, no, nah, Coach, I'm coming. I'm coming. Coach Stark I'm didn't sure, leave. I'm sure Mark Warkentine was in the mix. You know Mark going to be. You know under there. You know Mark <laughs> under there. He had to come shake my hand. He got to come give me that Vegas handshake. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I'm trying to think, though, Larry. Think about this. Y'all, Y'all's team just – well, I remember be, I remember being in Charlotte playing for the Hornets. And one of the big things in, you know, the year, two years that y'all were good, Duke was good. They were right down the street. But the big thing was, man, UNLV could beat the Heat and the Hornets. And <laughs> and us having to sit there and be like, come on, man. They, they, you know, we were mad, hot about it. <laughs> but it was... But I think back, you know, Larry, now with the NIL. Oh, man, stop. I, I can't imagine. Uh, well, number one, Vegas and the resources in Vegas. I can't imagine how much money you guys would have commanded. And, you know, I, I want to talk about this just for a quick second. But, you know, Larry, you went on to play and, mm -hmm. and, and make a lot of money. And so mm -hmm. did Stacy. So did Greg. Mm -hmm. But I think about Anderson Hunt and I think about uh, your point guard, uh, little, little man, little guy. Uh, well, not Greg. Well, well, Greg was a point guard. Anderson Hunt yeah. was a shooter. And Anderson Hunt. And I think mm -hmm. about uh, uh, other big guy you had. Sorry. Uh, uh, David Butler was a starting yeah. center. Moses Ferry. God, think about those guys. If those guys could knock out let's just say a million dollars over four years. How great would that be? And could have set them up for, you know, yeah, maybe they're going to go play basketball, but they got that to fall back on. That's what these kids today have that opportunity to do. How do you feel about all that? I'm, 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 I'm ecstatic for them. I, I mean, you, like you said, it's long overdue. 
they've been making money. They was making so much money, especially Vegas. At the time when we was doing our thing here, there was no pro team. There was no pro nothing. So we ran the city. So they made a lot of money, the university did. And we got, you know, if we had this deal they have now, you you just set them guys up who probably didn't do as well, Rex, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Moses, yeah. uh, Hunt, Hunt, Hunt yep. was MVP. Everybody talked about the team, right? Uh, and they go, Larry Johnson, MVP. man, Anderson Hunt was MVP of the team, right? right. Of the right. final four. He was MVP, but he never got a shot, you yep. know? So Detroit dude, too. Good brother. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I remember the first time seeing you at UNLV, and I, I mean, well, I'm from Kentucky with Rex, uh, and I was just, I was so intimidated. Just when you showed up, I was like, Yo, I'm a nice guy, man. man. That's Rex. I'm a I know. <laughs> then, then you're, you're, and it was so the dichotomy of your great smile, but you were a tank. You were so uber athletic. And, and the gold tooth yeah. and the part in the middle, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. scared me to death. <laughs> I mean, that was the guy I didn't want to meet in a dark alley. That would become in my head. And that was the guy I wanted to walk me home from school. You know, that's the guy. Going to him for the part. Yeah. Oh, man. You just and then you smiled and it was just a just a broke up, you know, lit up the room, but also had a go to another. And you guys were the coolest team. And it was Vegas. And, you know, uh, uh, run and gun, score so many points. Loyola Marymount, you scored like 130. I mean, nobody playing their game. And uh, I have a feeling I'm going to know your answer, but there's only two teams in the history of college basketball that could be uh, compared to who was the swaggiest team. And it was you. And and the Fab Five. I knew you were going to say Fab Five. Yeah, yeah, that's the only two there could be. What do you say? The thing about the Fab Five, they was like our little brothers. I remember watching, we went and watched them play in high school. Uh, Anderson Hunt is from deep Southwest Detroit. So Jalen oh, was from man. Southwest Detroit. Uh, they had, a, they had uh, a couple of pros over there. So we went and watched them. We played Michigan State, Steve Smith, and beat them on a Saturday one time. Beat them on a Saturday, but we got in Friday night and went and watched the high school team. And Jalen and all of them was just, they was really trying, they was mocking us. They was mocking, you hear Chris, you hear Webb say it all the time, we'll fold for LJ and all that. And they was like our little brothers, man. But they had the swagger. But to me, you really can't compare because you got to win one at least, fellas. You got to win something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got that to fall back on for sure. But the uniform, both your uniforms were so cool. Awesome. Michigan, the Black Sox. You guys, when it says, you know, Vegas on the front, that's just like, that's the Wild West. And it was. And I also, I also like that. Look, everybody was cheating. Let's just say it. Everybody was cheating. And, but I loved that y'all were cheating. And y'all didn't care that the the media was saying shit about y'all that they weren't saying about everybody else. You embraced it. It it started from the top. You know, because talk was like that. Talk was like that. He's like, just go out and kick everybody's ass. Like, all right, because we can do it. Yeah. Plus, he he looked like a guy that could order a hit. I mean, he was scary, too. He's out in Vegas. And you're like, oh, my God. He's chewing on a towel. 
I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> chewing on a towel and over there. And I'm like, I, I, I do not want to cross that team. No, sir. <laughs> not even the coach. Huh? Not yeah, him. yeah. Not he was scary, too. The Rex Chapman Show is sponsored by Fliff. Fliff is a social sports book with a chance to win cash prizes. Fliff customers can purchase Fliff coins. And then as a bonus, Fliff awards free Fliff cash with their purchase. Flip is the only sports book that gives you free coins and cash daily. Sign up for Flip, the social sports book. What makes us different, you ask? Flip is a free-to-play sports book that awards real cash and prizes. Use the code BBNews for a 100% match bonus. No sports betting in your state? Try Flip. When did you know once you got to UNLV on campus? And you know the nucleus of you got you guys you guys got together, uh, Greg and Stacy and and Anderson and those guys. How soon was it after the first open gym? Did were you like, oh shit, we we can be good? It was early. It was early, and it was you know Rex. You know when you get in that tournament, man, anything can happen. And I think. For us, it was our style of play, that run and gun. Mm-hmm. As long as we didn't run up against like the Loyolas and they catch us slipping one day, we knew that if we play our style of play, we can beat anybody in the car. Because we wasn't big neither, Red. Stacy yeah. Stacy was only somebody playing around his height. As the small forward is 6'8", but I, a David Butler was every bit 6'8", at a center. I was 6'6", six, 6'5", six, six, and then Greg wasn't a tall point guard, and Anderson was shorter than that. So we were small, and we knew our, our strengths. Man, you got to get it out and just go, and ain't nobody nobody be able to stay with us. It was early when I saw that. Man, you well, y'all might have been small height-wise. Stacey right. Augman's one of the longest people on the planet, <laughs> and the guy was the – don't never forget. I, I know people talk about def- defense and whatnot. That man was the three-time NCAA yes. Defensive Player of the Year. Yes. He was a guy that when, you know, we played, we were, Stacy probably came in the year, a year or two after I was in. Yeah, same as you. And, okay. uh, and but he was a guy that, like, when Stacy was guarding me, I'd had to shoot it a little higher, a little quicker, because <laughs> he was that long. You know, he, yeah. he'd close out on you the first time. He'd be like, oh, shit, he, he almost got that. And like that, where nobody else could do that, right? He was long, man. He had that so, greenspan that we talked about. What he, what they call him in, in uh, Atlanta? Plastic man. Plastic man. Plastic man. Yeah, yeah. Ice. 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 Yep. Hey, uh, come on. Uh, the first matchup with Duke. You know, uh, everybody thought it would be, you know, one of the the greatest games ever. How did you guys, and you end up blowing them out by 30. Um, how, how did you guys approach that game? Before the game, Walter Payne, Walter Payne was a big, I don't know how it happened, but he was just a big UNLV fan. He used to come to all the games. He used to sit in sweetness. the locker room. With sweetness. 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 He used to sit <laughs> on a couple of games, sit on the end of the bench. But Coach Tark and, and Walter was super close, and I was a big-time Walter Payne fan. Man. So I was, I was ecstatic for that. And he told, he's like, guys, y'all can do something special. And his speech really got, I, I, I was focused, but his speech really took me to the next level. And we was just so focused in there, man. And Coach Tug had us ready to bite everybody head on. You know, they, they fucking with us. They fucking with like, all right, Coach, all right. Coach. He had you ready to bite it. He was more of a motivator than, and he was a defensive coach, but he can get you ready to kick ass, you know. 
So right, when, right. I was super focused going into that game. Everybody was. Was there a point? So right before the game, Tarp spoke, and then he brought in Sweetness? Yeah. Before the Duke game? Right before both games. Wow. Both Duke games. Wow. And, you know, sometimes it's it's a celebrity sort of a thing or or come in, and maybe they're not a great motivator or speaker. They'd be like, come on, go, even though they're a great (laughs) athlete or something. But he lit a fire under you guys? Oh, he was a dead guy. He he was very soft-spoken, but his words was real heavy. Is, I, I mean, I stuck to everything he was saying because, you know, we he's an idol, too. It's, yeah, it's Walter sure. Payton that you're watching, one of the greatest running backs, so you like this. And I'm like, yo, he coming here for us. And, you know, he just – he did like, man, y'all got a chance to be great tonight. And I just – his words stuck in my head, and I went out there, and it was over. Isn't wow. that amazing? Yeah. I mean, and, and but I think the thing that we're probably not thinking about, you were listening. You were embracing it. You know, there's a lot of people that will sit in that room in that moment and, you know, hear something different or shy away from the moment. Y'all were built to listen to that man and yeah. then did it. And that that's pretty powerful. Was there a was there a time in that first matchup with Duke, LJ, a play or was there any point that you went, you kind of something happened and you went, oh, we got them. We got them. For me, I was guarding Legner at the time and, and Ala, Ala Abdenavi. Yeah, and you yep. know these are six eight, six nine, six ten guys. And coach talk and the whole coaching staff kept saying, "Larry, play behind. They wanted me to play behind these guys." I'm like, no, coach, I want to play in front. And I played in front and got two steals. After I got two steals, coach talk like, "You can play in front." I want to be a coach. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you, but I thought it over my head. So it, once uh, I got, it started on defense with me. Once I got the two steals, the coach let me go. I was over. I love that 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 he's like play behind, and you're like, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Yeah. I got yeah. two quick steals. They tried yeah. to throw it over my head. I got two quick steals. Yes, okay. Play in front. All right. So, so for real, go. Do you remember a play or something where you where you saw you broke them? Like that's it. It was like the whole second half. I mean, they kept calling timeout after time. We were on 10, 15 point run. We started going. And after that, that second timeout they had, you could see it in their eyes. They would walk, the shoulders went down, the head went down, and we 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 kept our kept our foot on the gas. Y'all were every bit as good the next year. Yeah. A little bit, little bit different. A little, little, little different. What was yeah. different? What was different? This is what because we lost to Duke the second year because we wasn't as nasty. Our two nastiest players was David Butler and Moses Scary. They beat you up. Now, I did the basketball player. Stacy did the basketball player. Greg did the basketball player. But we had some enforcers that did mm-hmm. other things. And that was David Butler and Moses Scary. Now, the second year, I thought we was more talented because we had Elmore Spencer, who played in the NBA, yep. and George Ackles, who was just a great athlete. And I thought they was more uh, athletic, and I thought we was more uh, talented but we just wasn't that nasty to like beat you up like them other two. Interesting. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure as that game, and I don't want to talk too much about it because I know it, no. it. It's a terrible, you know, just listen, one of listen, bad I'm, losses. I'm over it now, Rex. We just. I know. Well, <laughs> it's I just, still I, with me, but it's know. still it's got to still be yeah. there. But it's I just wonder, game. like in that game, in that game, uh, you know, what was. Of course, they're coming into this with a way different mindset than the last one. So you can never discount that. 
But when did y'all, when did you know, when were you like, oh shit, you know, this is, this is not that game. I, I totally take responsibility for losing the second game. I was out there lollygagging. What the movie say? Bunch of lollygaggers. I was lollygagging. Grab ass. I, I was lollygagging. Grab, grab ass. Yeah. I, was, I was not serious until it, like the last five minutes and I saw we was in the ball game. And that's when I'm like, oh, but you can't turn it on and off. That's a good team with some good yeah. players. And they had just added, uh, uh, what's our guy's name from Detroit? Uh, Grant. Grant Hill. They just had a Grant, which yeah. was a freshman, yeah. but still a hell of a player at the time. Yeah, you know I mean? where they where they actually, you know, where you say y'all weren't quite as good, you add Grant Hill to it, them, exactly. and exactly. that changes things, right? Absolutely, 100%. Grant just did it. Grant, we didn't really didn't have an answer for Grant. So we had an answer well, for everybody else. And, and you're Stacy's having to guard bigs. Stacy's yes. guarding bigs. He, you and know, he's got to guard. Anthony help. fouls out early. So wow. it, it just all went wrong for us that day. But again, I, I tell people this all the time, Rex. I didn't play this hard as I should have played, man. I, I think my mind was on NBA Rex, the next level. I was on all this old crazy stuff. And I talked to, uh, I see Leighton a couple of times. We did a couple of things together. He said, Larry, that second year, man, our whole season was about playing y'all. He yeah. said, our first game of the year, we was watching y'all film. The third game of the year, it was UNLV film, UNLV this. Mm-hmm. And we was at UNLV going undefeated. We didn't even know Duke existed the second year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, they ain't going to be there. And got bit. Man. Wow. So, really, you needed Walter Payton to come back before that <laughs> he game. Did. That's he, really did. The he did. No, he, he did. did. He did. He did. He just both put, years. Like, both years. Well, you must must not have took the second. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it, it's certainly not with me. Like I said, I was out there grab yeah. instead of the same hey. way the first time. You know, man, you know, it takes a big man. To, it takes a big man to even say that. I'm not going to say that. I, I somebody sent me a video a month or so ago of like my last game in high school, and we got upset on a last second shot, and I started watching this film, and I was like. I was glad my dad wasn't in the room to just see me just kind of jogging up and down the court and playing pretty basketball. I'm like, what are you doing, man? You know, and I tell my teammates this day, I've lost for us. You know, I lost that game because I didn't know how hard to play in that moment. You hit it in a nuts. That's how I felt about that second Duke game. I probably watched it once and I'd be yeah. like this. I'd be like, man, yeah. come on, dude. Come yeah. on, dude. Yeah, because right. you know you don't just watch yourself. Right, right. Yeah. Mm. What's it like to be to walk into be the baddest man in every room <laughs> you walk in? What's that like? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Oh, I, wish I, could. oh, I couldn't tell oh. you. Let me I tell you something. Tell. We oh. had Shaq on here, oh. and I asked him. We had been talking MMA and stuff, and I said, if if the if the like five or six baddest MMA guys of all time walked into a bar together and they were looking to pick one, pick a fight. Who's your guys from your NBA days that you would want with you? And the first name out of his mouth was you. He said, he did. first name out of his mouth <laughs> was you. So you might not look at it, but people that know no. And uh, he said Xavier McDaniels, yeah. Charles Oakley, Gary Trent, 
And he said, Ruben Patterson. That's the guys he'd want in there with him. And you were the first <laughs> name out of his mouth. So he trying to throw me a ball, man. He threw nah, me a ball. I've been knowing no. Shaq since high school. You know, he, from, he grew up kind of in San Antonio area. I was in the Dallas area. So we was crossing back. Yeah. That what, was what no was favoritism. Like? He knew you were a bad man. Hey, when, when I you think saw you man saw me have a couple of fights in high school like that because I was I was doing everything. Yeah, I, I bet you were. Right? But how, what, when you saw him for the first time, a run and jump, what did you think? I, I, just super big. I didn't think they made him that big. I didn't think they made him that big. And he was, he, you know, he, he wasn't a clumsy dude. But I, but you know, you could tell it was coming. So I just thought he was, and he was, he wasn't that big Shaq. He wasn't diesel. He right. was like a little scars, lanky dude, seven something, but running up and down, he got up and down so good. That To me, that was his best. It, his talent was that not only that he was that big, he got up and down so good before he put that mm -hmm. weight on. Larry, what was it like? What was it like for you going from, you know, high school to you know, junior college? Where, you know, I think at the time, because I had teammates back at the time, they had just these crazy entrance requirements. I barely got into college on the on the ACT. You had to make a 15 in Kentucky or whatever it was. I made a 17. I barely got in. And some many of my teammates couldn't get in as well. And they lost a year like they didn't even give you the year back. I think it was called Prop 48. Yeah. And so what was it like going from junior college to UNLV? And, you know, kind of just blowing up. And now you now you're the number one overall pick. This had well, to be just a crazy sped up, you know, fast, it was. fast it was. Uh, path. Coming out of high school, Rex, I, I played in the McDonald's game. I got MVP mm -hmm. in the McDonald's game and I signed with SMU and SMU had just uh, they was the program, the basketball program, the football program had, that, that took that. Uh, yes. Yeah, so and he was trying to clean up the act. We had Eric Dickerson on. Oh, forget about it. I, yeah, it was like, was it, was it the three-headed monsters or what they yeah. called it? Fred Chan? Yeah. Pony Express. Pony Express. Pony Express. All through high school. All through high school, I'm watching that, man. And I signed with SMU. And they was trying to clean up the act because of the Pony Express. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and the new, check this out. The new uh, president that was coming in the SMU came from Duke. His name was Robert Pye. I remember playing his day. He he was the president of Duke and he left Duke and came to uh, SMU my wow. my freshman year when I was wow. on sign. And he set me down. He made he had me come to the office, president of the school, set me down and with my high school coach and said, you shouldn't go to school here. You can't do the work here. What? It was his first year with SMU, just got to SMU and the first the first thing on his gender was me. That makes me one. want to fight somebody. Yeah, man, I was number one this, the best player coming. SMU took a big hit for his basketball for that for 15 years. They couldn't get a Dallas, Texas player for like 15 years after he did me like mm -hmm. that. For like 15, 20 years, nobody out of Dallas, big time players was going to SMU. Like, man, you did Larry Johnson this way. Larry, in that moment, in that moment, you're a young man, you know, mm -hmm. you, I'm sure, you know, respectful and and what in that moment what did you feel like like how did that make you feel sitting across from that man telling you this you know i think i was that young that i it didn't hit me that i was like okay in my head i was like okay my coach started crying my high school coach started crying he wanted to see me play for four years in, in skyline 
So he started crying. He's like, sir, you don't even know that he just went at him. And I'm like, Coach Mayo is my high school coach. Name. Coach Mayo, don't worry about that, Coach Mayo. Don't worry about that. Because I, I knew that I had somewhere to go. And plus, my senior year in high school, every Dallas, uh, I mean, every Texas football, uh, basketball team was coming. To, Mavericks was coming to my games. Uh, Houston Rockets was coming to my games. <laughs> San Antonio Spurs was in my game. I'm like, don't worry about that, Coach. We're going to be all right. And I went to junior college because of a friend of mine was going to this junior college. I'm like, all right, I'll go to junior college with you. But Larry, where's it, it, where it does that resilient? But where does that where does that come from? Where does that uh, sort of perspective come from that that you know oh, that's okay? And yeah. you know where does that come from? That's, that was the upbringing, uh, uh, Rex. I mean, I was always built like that. Like I always, there's no reason to cry over this, Coach Mayo. He was crying. He was trying to beg the man. No, we ain't begging him. We're not gonna beg him. And I'm like. I was trying to stand up like this, chest poked out. This, all right, sir, I can't do the work here. And it was a little bit of truth to that. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was a little bit of truth to that. So wow. I wow. knew that. And, I, and, and just out of the blue, uh, my one of the uh, my high school friends came over to the crib about, about a week later. Like, man, I'm going to Old Dustin Junior College. I jumped in the car with him and went to no scholarship and nothing. Jumped in the car and went to Dustin Junior College. Coach saw me. Said, oh, you got a scholarship. You got a scholarship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the talk about a gift to a coach, like who just walked in the gym? Yeah. He wants to come here. Yeah. Just he jumped it. Okay. You yeah. got a scholarship. You got a scholarship. Come on, man. Come on to the that's, dogs. Let's get you checked in. That's uh, amazing. I want to ask you this, because then you go to the pros and you rookie of the year. You God, it was so fun to watch you. And but what what was it like when you went to like the shoe company? And the ad agency was in there and they were like, okay, now we've got little penny and that's really done a great job. So we're, we're thinking about now bear with me here. <laughs> You're going to dress up like a grandmother with a wig and dunk on people. We'll call you grandmama. Huh? Listen, I was before little penny. I was before grandmama. Okay, before okay. Little penny now. <laughs> okay. I started, I started these gimmicks early. Hey, check this. Out. I got a story. When I, uh, you know, uh, UNLV wore Nikes. Yep. UNLV, you know, so mm. Sonny Van Curry. Remember Sonny? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, and I'm waiting on my Nike contract. I'm drafted number one, and I'm waiting on Nike, uh, Sonny to call me, give me a Nike contract. He never called me, Rex. And my agent at the time knew why. And I finally, he said, Larry, call Sonny for your contract. I called Sonny, and I, Stacey done got a contract, uh, Kenny Smith, I mean, Kenny Anderson, number two, all these dudes up under me got Nike contracts. I'm like, Sonny, what's going on? He said, Larry, I'm telling you the truth. Nike don't think you're going to be a good player. I said, what? He said, Nike don't think you're going to be a good player and they don't want to sign. I said, all right, but my agent already knew this and he already had converse over him. And he just wanted Sonny to tell me. And I'm like, oh, man, all right, Sonny. Hung up with Sonny, no big deal. My agent's like, oh, you talk to Sonny? You ain't going to get it? Let's go see converse. We went down to converse, which was in Connecticut, and they did not pitch nothing about no grandma they told me, this, there's nothing about no grandma ball. They say, Larry, we're going to put you in the commercial your first year. We're going to give you a million dollars a year. Nobody's making a million dollars off shoes right now. We're going to do I'm like, okay, cool. I'm with that. We're going to build your own shoe. And we got this uh, We got this commercial. Got there for a commercial. I said, tell me about it. He said, you, you're going to be on the gurney covered up. So I'm on the gurney covered up. And two doctors is doctoring on me. One doctor is Larry Bird. The other doctor is Magic Johnson, who was in Converse at the time. And they go, 
they build in the perfect basketball player, scalpel, this, that. And then they say, we finished the perfect basketball player. And then Larry Bird said, well, we got to name it. And then, and then Larry said, if we got to name it, his name got to be Larry. And then Magic said, no, Johnson, Larry, Johnson, Larry, Johnson. And I raise up and the commercial goes off. I'm like, oh, I'm in. I'm in. Season starts two months later. They come to me, and that's when I get that. Oh, Larry, uh, that one didn't work. Uh, we want to put you on a dress. I'm like, what? And they gave me a million dollars two months earlier. I bought my mom a house. I told them right there. I said, man, if I had that million dollars, I'd give it back to you. I'd give it back to y'all <laughs> if I had that million dollars. That's when I got that pitch. Uh, this is going to be something good, something new. We're going to put you on a dress, how you dunking on. I'm saying, grandmama. And I've never heard of a grandmama. Now, Big Mama came after that, and Madea came after that. Mm-hmm. But in, in some of our families, some of us call our grandmother Madeas. Some of us call our grandmother Big Mama. I've already, already, I always heard those names. I never heard Grandmama. They the one came so, up with everything. That's amazing, right? Well, it, well, you, you, it ended up being a cultural phenomenon, and people—it's synonymous with you, Grandmama. But and, and that's. That's great. You know, people, I love the commercials. I thought, you know, this is different and fun, but the commercial you just described would be the best commercial in the history Ever. of basketball. Ever. Now, I'm not, I, you know me, Rex. I try not yeah. to throw salt. I try not to throw salt. I know. They told me one of the guys didn't want to do it. I, I, that's, what, that's what I thought, because I was trying to put together, because at the time, like, I was, I, Kentucky was a Nike school. Mm-hmm. I was a Nike guy. I wore, mm-hmm. you know, Nike's all uh, Air Force in high school. And mm-hmm. so much the same. And I had David Falk was my agent mm-hmm. and uh, who had Michael and Patrick and Muggsy, who was on our team. And uh, they he came to me. Nike. I wanted to wear Nike. I was dying to wear Nike's. They they said, well, we just paid this guy a couple years ago and we we're trying to cut back on how much. The guy was Michael, you know, mm-hmm. they signed him to this huge deal. Mm-hmm. He hadn't fully blown up into what he was going to become. And so they said, what about Converse? And Al Harden, Roger Harden's dad, Roger played at Kentucky. I knew him. He called up. They sent, they had Magic and Larry call. Uh, they, you know, sent all these, you know, big caricature things of Magic and Larry and Doc and me all this stuff to woo me and then they were going to pay money. So I wore Converse and I hated every second of it. Wore it for you five years. It? I hated it. I wore five years because I was, I was uh, wearing Converse when we were together in Charlotte. And right. then when I finished, I wore Nike the rest of the time. Oh, wow. Well, I, I enjoyed the Converse. I've enjoyed the commercial. I did it first, but had fun with my mom, had fun with it. Like little old ladies know nothing about basketball though. <laughs> Did you wear? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I wore the dress. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would have. I, I, I would have loved to get more of me though, right? You know, I was rookie. Absolutely. Year, big. I'm like, yo, can we do a Larry Johnson commercial? Oh, we got another idea with Grandma. Like, all right, all right. But I, I was thinking that's the only way that that wouldn't have gone off because that was a perfect commercial. And at the time, though, they had already gotten some grief. Magic and uh, I remember Magic and Larry for doing a commercial together. Like at the time, it wasn't too cool to be, oh, you know, buddies. knowing guys on other teams and all yeah. of that stuff. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them, you know, was like, no, you know, I'm going to play I'm against this guy and blow him up yeah. like this. 
I'm like, right. no, I'm the rookie. I'm the rookie. Look out for me. They like one of the guys didn't want to do it. This podcast is brought to you by Branded Bills, the best place online for premium headwear and apparel. Branded Bills has hundreds of designs available, including our popular state collection, where you can show your pride with hats, shirts, hoodies, and more for all 50 states. Are you a company looking to brand your business? Branded Bills also offers custom apparel options that can meet your brand standards with fast turnaround and shipping. To shop or learn more, visit brandedbills.com today. One of the best parts of, you know, playing in the NBA is, you know, a guy like Larry Johnson walking in on the first day of training camp, who's the number one overall pick, and you get this guy who is just (laughs) likes to laugh. He smiles all the time. He comes to work happy. I mean, uh, selfless, a great teammate, passes the ball. Imagine what a dream it is to know that you got this guy on your team who automatically makes you and your team tougher. Right. At the jump ball. It was like a gift from God, bro. Really, it was. I appreciate that, Rex, man. What was it like for you? Well, a little nervous, but I tell people this all the time because you was what, third year, fourth year? Third, maybe. Bugsy, third, fourth. We were so young that all you guys were just trying to help me out. Just It it seemed like everybody wanted to make sure my transition was so smooth. And it it wasn't a lot put on me. Now, you being a number one pick, there's going to be some expectations, right. but not not from my teammates, you know, because I didn't start off playing well, I think, because right. I, I had no training camp. Yeah. So I think like the first month I wasn't playing up to par, and it wasn't like my teammates talking about me behind my back, my teammates looking at me crazy. Right. They was just all trying to help me. You know, we was That's pretty great. young and we was pretty close. I tell people all the time, when we was in Charlotte, when we went out, it was five, six, seven of us went somewhere. Yeah. In New York, they didn't do it like that. You know, you go right. to it. You know, it was all in the vision. You know, Larry, you you um, you were just so bouncy and springy, athletic, and you hurt your back. And when did you hurt it? How'd you hurt it? And then, what was that like mentally trying to come back from that for the next you know little while? You had been an all star already. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't easy at all. It was. Yeah, I felt like giving up at times. You felt like because I've always wanted Rex. I was always my goal was to be the best basketball player in the world. Now when that happened, and it happened in the summer, I'm playing in a uh, charity game uh-huh. for some guys in D.C. Yes, I'm playing mm-hmm. in the. Char- it's about a month after the season, so I hadn't did nothing God. for a month. So I was probably about twenty pounds overweight. And it was just a charity game, bro. And I was just jogging up and down. That's when you get hurt when you're out there yep. BSing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. like, I went after a rebound, and it shot down my leg. And I would have said, and, yeah, and it wasn't for a week. I, I tried, oh. tried to live with it. And then after mm-hmm. about a week, I said, man, I got to go to the doctor. I went to the doctor. He said, man, you hurt your disc. I couldn't walk on one leg. I was 50% of the muscle was gone. And I'm, like, playing in this charity game. And you don't want to tell anybody. You don't, don't want to tell, tell anybody. Nobody. It was crazy. So then the rehab started. And, and, and you know what? Uh, Larry Bird called me. Larry Bird called me, and we st- I was talking because he was having So a- it was magic that didn't want to yeah, do I don't know. Thing. I don't know. I know <laughs> Larry Bird called me because he was having back issues. And he was, yep. he was just started talking to me. He was like, Larry, don't, whatever you do, don't have surgery. Really? I said, what? He said, Larry, if you don't need it, do not let them cut on you. Just do the rehab. And I never had back surgery. I did the rehab, which helped. 
but I would always have uh, issues, you know, recurring kind of. Yes, it always recurring, always recurring. But how I'm long? How long? But you were able to come back and you know um, return to terrific form. How long were you able to go? Like, could you go a hundred games without? missing a game how long could you go without it flaring up where you gotta have three days or a absolutely week? not absolutely not on the game it would go God. i would get in great shape to start the season and, and get me a little two months in about 30 40 games and then i go and then i retired rex because i was popping six pills a game to play two at, at, uh anti-inflammatories two muscle relaxers Two painkillers. This is what I needed Man. to play. Yeah. yeah. So I got tired of doing all that. I mean, I can't do this anymore. But, uh, yeah. Do you remember a time? Because you came back and you had a great season. And do you remember a time where you were like, and it could have been right there, but that you were like, wow, the 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 pop is gone. The thing that really uh, makes me different than ever. The thing, boom, the explosiveness. You remember a game or a time you were like, uh-oh. If not, not, I don't remember game of time. I just, it, it was early because I knew I, I just didn't feel the same. I, I knew I couldn't. I, it was in your head, too, because, you know, they're telling you, you're okay, you're okay, but I wasn't going to do that. You know, I mm. wasn't, I don't want to make her feel that again. So mm. I, I just started shooting the ball, man, trying to play defense, trying to contribute in other ways. But it was never a time. I just knew it from, from the beginning. I would never be the same. Man, I, I, I just. But you did. You became a really that. great shooter. You become a shoot. That's the thing. You become a shooter, and it, and that was not your I, game. And you adapt. I try. I try to think about what you would have been like today. I mean, it, people talk about Zion. Well, Zion can't shoot it. I, I, I mean, your athleticism and bounce, and your ability to handle in an era where bigs didn't handle. Um, would have translated today. You'd be shooting those. Uh, uh, Josh and I call them. You know, people talk about they can shoot, score from three levels, but Stefan can like damn near score from four, and so can Trey. You would have been scoring from four point range now, pulling up just past half court. You ever think about that? No, no, no. I look at these guys today, man, and the talent like shooters. That I think we got some of the greatest shooters ever in the league at the time. And some of it's, you know, I'll be, but, you know, if it goes in, it goes in. But no, nah, I don't. I just, I want to stay productive. I want to stay productive. I just want, didn't want to be in the league. You don't want to do that. So I had to find another way. You you uh, almost shot one year, uh, uh, 39, almost 40% from three. I mean, that's legit three-point shooting. And that's in a time, I mean, if they, if they had let you let it fly like they do now, I mean, it's just amazing yeah. that, your game, you adapted your game so quickly when you when you didn't want to do that, when you lost the pop and you became a shooter, you became a really good shooter. And that was what when you came into the league, that was the sort of the detriment to you. Right. So that's just well, you must have worked it. really hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate it, man. Tom Thibodeau, coach now. That was my guy. Yes, sir. And, you know, every summer I had to go see Gerd. You know, and Gerd, Gerd, Gerd gets you right. What a I mean, that dude's a legend. And I. I really, I say this sometimes about people, and it's probably not. Muggsy Bogues deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Tim Gergerich deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. That that man, that man is a basketball lifer. The amount of the amount of 
young men that he has not only as a basketball man, mm-hmm. but as a person that the person that he's been to so many mm-hmm. uh, of you and your teammates uh, and young people to this day. I mean, like knows my son's name. Uh, and I worked with Gerg for three or four years. That dude is a is a gem, right? Yes, he is, man. If it wasn't for Gerg, you know, Talk was the figurehead. Talk is yeah. here. But this down here was all Tim Gerg. Yeah. It was all Tim Gerg. And the, like myself and Stacy, we probably owe Gerg everything. So it was Gerg that stayed in your ear. You got two youngsters in Las Vegas, top yeah. of the world. Could have went either way with us, you know? Could have but you had Gerg here. You had Gerg here. I love Gerg, man. The thing is, though, y'all listen to him. And Gerg's the kind of guy, though, you know, you know from the first second that he's a fair man. Mm-hmm. And if he come, if he comes in and tells you you're fucking up, you're fucking up. Right. There was no bullshit right. in Gerg. But right. you know, back to that as a youngster, that's what you want. And that's what you need. Yeah. That's what you need. Yeah. Hey, uh, okay, real quick. Uh, could Dream Team 2 beat the original Dream Team? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I'm going to say no. Like, I'm going to say, yeah, they don't be good. No. No. Play the game. No. Absolutely. I don't think nobody right. on Dream Team 2 will say we lost to the guy. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I, I feel that. What were uh, what were the games like uh, on on the shoots of Space Jam? Oh, they built it. They, they took care of him. Warner Brothers. They built it. Did you ever hear about it? They, it was a yeah, team yeah. With, with, yeah. with Chow. It was gorgeous. You weren't there? Good. Oh, yeah, I wasn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm just God. saying what Warner Brothers built for Mike, because he was there the whole summer. The I whole think I, I part took a year, a month. But Isn't they, that they, crazy? they built him a gym, yeah, just for him. And it was good. All the California cats, all the LA cats was coming to play. We had some pretty good games. Mike ran the gym, of course, and Magic ran the gym. They picked their teams. Yeah. 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 You couldn't pick teams. You know, what I mean? you know Rex yeah. was almost your teammate. On that, team, yeah, I was supposed to be. In, you know, stars. it was all. It was all. Uh, I had broke my shin. I uh, I was in a cast, but you know, all of David's guys fought. Muggsy, Sean Bradley, um, you know, Mike. Who else? There's another uh, somebody. But yeah, I was Bart. supposed to spend the summer there and had uh, had my leg in a cast. You was you supposed? Were you in the movie too? I was supposed to be there. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that, Rex. Didn't know that, Rex. Look at you. That's what you get. You had to doing something. You had to doing something. We had a play. It was fun as hell, bro. It was fun as hell. I bet it was. Larry, what's your favorite movie ever? Raising in the Sun. One with Sidney Poitier. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. I cried Raising in the Sun, man. Yeah. Same. Same. What about what about Larry? What about front row center to see any group or singer or performer or speaker or athlete, dead or alive? Tupac. Wow. Well done. Got Jumped it. right on it. Yeah. Jumped right on it. Uh, and I want to show you one thing before we let you go here today, LJ. I've been I've been rocking this shirt all day. I was looking at that. Uh-huh. And if you see right ah, there, yeah. <laughs> where you get you that see? from, man? Send me one of those. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All stuff. the guys from the 90s. I'm even on here. We got everybody, bro. Yo, you, you always are, had a cool you stuff, bro. You are right there. You always I'm in the middle of that joint. Big old right head. Middle. Y'all got me with a big old head. I'll send you one. Larry Johnson, I can't thank you enough. Come back and do this, okay? I will. Fellas, Let's thank you, man. Yeah, thank you, all all right. man. And much success. Larry Johnson.
How about that, man? Wow. That was, I mean, that was a pleasure and a real dream come true for me. I mean, that guy was the guy around my age too. And he, he, I mean, you know, it really was, it, we, we mentioned, but Barkley. Yeah. He, and now Zion, it's kind of like, yeah. that's, that's the, the smaller guy who plays so huge and dominates the paint. And yeah. that's the, that's the evolution or the, I don't know if it's an evolution, but that's it. Those are the guys that you pick as the three undersized athletic dominators. I loved his story um, about playing uh, against Christian Leitner and Ala Abdelnabi in the first championship when he wanted to front the post on those guys. Now, the thing about that is like, you gotta have great weak side help if you're gonna front the post for most people. Larry, which you know, Charles had the same thing, Zion has the same thing, their leverage and they can get down and get when they bend just a little bit same with mugsy just being smaller they can get into your legs before you can bend and you're done he's already in jumping position so they would try to throw it over his head yeah give me that whole new game and now they know oh shit! all he has he can front the post we have to do something else now because that's not going to work but just and, a, and what a player it's so funny that he was talking. Was like, get behind him. He's like, no, no, I got it. I mean, <laughs> okay, can, you imagine, okay. can you imagine a player doing that with Cal? Like, no, no, coach, I, I'm going to front him. What? Yeah. yeah. You're going to what? Just sit over there. <laughs> oh, that was God. great. Oh, grandma. What a, good, what a good dude, too, right? Just uh, oh, pleasant, man. respectful, just uh, what a, what a nice man. Yeah. So humble. He, he, he just sat on here and took credit or took the blame for losing the championship game. Yeah. Just because he didn't play hard enough, he thinks. Which may be some truth to that. He had teammates out there. But in a in a world, in the stupid world we live in today, for someone to take ownership for something like that when they don't have to That's is shocking. really uncommon. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the humility a lot is refreshing because we don't have it these days. No, we have a lot of blame shifters. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Josh, that was Larry. You want to do this next week? I sure would. The Rex Chapman Show with my super dope homeboy from the Lextown, Josh Hopkins. We'll see you back here on basketballnews.com. <laughs>